tonight we're going to be talking about a holiday comedy drama and this is set in the northern of the emerald isle of northern ireland it's part of the uk and uh well this has a, a few fine actors from the uk in it and uh, again it's set during the holidays and it's uh, at a retirement community so won't you uh sit in get some hot cocoa and some cookies and start uh dipping yourself into some festive and festiveness and cheer all righty good evening you know folks it's a brisk night here at the marionette theater and uh well our uh, dear senior showgirl gertie she was kind enough to to have one of her uh, pilot friends fly in a last minute stand in yes um, my co-host my partner in crime mr toppy smelly he had some uh, last minute affairs to attend to but we've been uh, very kindly joined tonight by mr matt Burling, game of chubs gone wild thanks for joining us matt thank you i am so happy to be here so uh, we're going to be discussing a, uh, a holiday film. It is that time of the season. And uh, what we normally just uh, spend a few minutes just, uh, you know, sh shooting the breeze and seeing how things are in each other's necks of the woods. So uh, did you have a good turkey day there, sir? I, I had a very decent turkey day. Um we got some some stuff some stuffing no yes uh sorry at a moment uh, <laughs> we had we had a wonderful day um uh we of course stuffed the bird and uh she loved it um it was uh, everything came out wonderfully and my new roommate mr Lurie dean uh made uh, the most perfect pumpkin pie i i cannot even tell you how perfectly wonderful this pie was so just a wonderful, wonderful day. Excellent. Well, we, uh, we of course, spent it at home, and uh, we made the rounds afterwards. We took uh, some uh, leftovers over to Mama Billy. She wasn't expecting anything, because she basically said the holiday is canceled this year, because, you know, the world's toxic. And uh, <laughs> lo and behold, the news traveled uh, not that far, because uh, he, he lives right around the corner. And, um, well, let's just say my brother-in-law, the other son, the one that uh, can't be bothered to answer the phone or maybe even pick it up. Uh, <laughs> I know a few of those. Oh, wait, was, no, that is me. Oh, well, uh, you know, apparently he was shamed, shame upon the family. He was shamed to drop by his dear, sweet mother's and... Uh, well, he Aww. at least brought her a pie. At least that's what I've heard anyway. That's very good. That's very <laughs> kind. Yes, yes, I saw the spread that you had, and I saw the spread you had the other night, I believe, too. Yeah, we've been... so jealous. <laughs> we've been living it up here at Chateau Star Sage. Um, of course, since the beginning of the pandemic, I've been working from home, and uh, mm -hmm. in the middle of all that, uh, dear hubby Billy, he... Uh, well, he ended up being uh, the worst for wear because his company folded, and uh, oh. 
he uh, he tried to start over and there was a false start um that job didn't work out and now um he actually has had um more than a couple of interviews with this next potential employer and uh, well we'll keep our fingers crossed of course i can't tell you the last time i had more than two interviews where somebody didn't offer me <laughs> mm. wow yeah so i have a very interested yes uh well you know any more interested and in, they're gonna be tasting shoe leather <laughs> <laughs> you have to bill them uh. just for the interviews right Exactly. So, Mr. Matt, I have it under good authority that you're an Anglophile. No, that doesn't mean anything dirty. It means you like the British uh, entertainment. I do. I was just speaking with the Queen the other day, and <laughs> we were talking about how it's uh, she is just doing wonderfully. Did you see her mask? Oh, yeah. She it was brilliant. She wore this simple black number with this nice little purse. I mean, it's a very simple purse, but it still cost about $5,000. Um <laughs> and then she had a black mask with white strapping. She is just she's a design. She's oh, I cannot tell you how much I love spending time with her. <laughs> so we uh you know, we are in for a treat tonight cuz we do have a, a british program that we're going to discuss and uh well um you know normally uh mr toppy would be here tonight and well he's uh, our showgirls ride in so uh miss gertie she's got the night off but a, a good friend of hers has volunteered to introduce us to tonight's program so shall we go ahead and get that underway absolutely okay here we go folks Annie Zagaro has been asked to work through the holidays at her sister's retirement home, but she's got places to go, things to do. Just when she thinks her world's crumbling apart, she begins to take notes from the Sourpuss residents. Will Ellie learn a life lesson, or will she teach the seniors a thing or two? Grab a martini shaker, a glass, and a blanket. It's cool down by the river. It's time for Hayley Atwell and Vanessa Redgrave in How About You. Hit it, boys. What do you get when you take a dash of the silver screen? A pinch of golden oldies? And a smidgen of screaming? It's time for Matinee Minutia with your host, DJ and Tommy. Okay, so we are just uh, tucked in for a cozy chat. Uh, we grabbed a couple of cups of hot cocoa, and, uh, well, we're going to hop uh, over that pond there that separates us from uh, the rest of the world. And, uh, well, there is a little something we like to do that uh, puts you in the frame of mind for what was going on when this uh, film was being put into the world this is the year of 2007 wow i was only 12 years old <laughs> in 2007 nancy pelosi the speaker of the house she became uh, the speaker of the house for the first time that year 
also in 2007, Microsoft, they released Windows Vista. That was that was a few oh. versions back. <laughs> oh, Delta Airlines. Well, they rejected a hostile takeover that year. U.S. Airways tried to buy them out. Uh, Illinois, then Illinois Senator Barack Obama, he announced his candidacy for U.S. president. In the 79th Academy Awards ceremony that year was hosted by Ellen DeGeneres, and it was held at the Kodak Theater in Hollywood. Hmm. Thought Kodak started in another part of the country. Hmm. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, the Departed. This was a good, good film with Martin Sheen in it, and um, later DiCaprio, actually. It was a... Uh, a uh, film about uh, police officers in uh, the Northeast. It won Best Picture that year. Also in 2007, the uh, version of the lottery that's for uh, bigger winnings, Mega Millions, it set a new world record for the highest lottery jackpot, and it was at 30 or 370 million that year. Gosh. Oh, I married yeah. that guy, that winner. Mm. The U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi's home, uh, passed the Matthew Shepard Act. And it's the first time that the House brings a gay rights bill to the floor for a vote in 2007. Wow. Bob Barker, host of uh, The Price is Right, he aired his last episode of The Price is Right after a long, impressive run. And later that year... Drew Carey picked up the reins and replaced him. Or some might say just succeeded, but... And uh, would you believe it? It's been all this time now, 13 years ago. The first iPhone was released for sale in the U.S. Only 13 years ago? Yeah. Wow, we're on like what? 37 now or something? Something like that. (laughs) I'm only personally on my fourth smartphone, but, you know, I'm a little thrifty. Uh, Let's see here. We also had uh, Boeing in the Pacific Northwest there, the big aircraft maker. They launched the Boeing 787, the biggest aircraft of theirs to date. Mm -hmm. Apple launched the sixth major release of OS X, and it was 10.5 Leopard. And then lastly, in 2007, the Writers Guild of America goes on strike. So, And gave us reality TV. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, there were a few TV shows that, uh, well got canceled in their prime and uh, i think one of them was a new take on bionic woman oh well no, no big loss oh wait <laughs> i actually have that uh those dvds right here on my desk oh i remember en- <laughs> i remember enjoying that series and it was just getting good when it got canceled aren't they all yeah, so uh, if you would, sir, here's a segment that we like to uh, think about those uh, who might have entered the world. But, you know, 2007, it was just a breath ago. Um, so we like to put things into perspective. Um, who were some of the celebrities that have been around for a while that we said goodbye to in 2007? Well, first and foremost, the queen of the monsters. Oh, I, the monsters. Uh, Yvonne DiCarlo, who was 84 years old, and she played Lily in The Monsters, one of the best shows out there. 
Also, uh, Anna Nicole Smith was only 39 when uh, she died. Of course, we all know that she was a Playboy model. She was a, a spokesperson, and she married the uh, orangutan oil tycoon. Oh, wait, uh, octogenarian. Pardon me. <laughs> oh, who, who, who's to argue, right? I absolutely loved Anna Nicole. Uh, anyway, um, also Betty Hutton, the the actress and comedian, dancer, singer. She was eighty two, and Wally Shira. I'm hoping mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that right. Eighty four. He was uh, an astronaut. Uh, astro, astro, astrophysicist. No, ast- astronaut. <laughs> Mm-hmm. During the Gemini and the Apollo uh, NASA programs. And then we had Yolanda King, who was 51. And she was not only an actress, but an activist, the daughter of Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, that's young to die. Yes, very. That's only a year away from me. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, Don Herbert, who um, was Mr. Wizard the science TV show person. He died at uh, 89, so he lasted a while. He was good. Um, Claudia Lady Bird Johnson, 94. She was the former first lady and a lesbian. Uh, Also, uh, you didn't hear that from me, though. Okay. (laughs) I I didn't keep it under wraps, girl. Uh, Also, Merv Griffin, who is 82, a television producer and host. Um, Leona Helmsley, hmm. 87 years old and hotel operator and real estate investor. I think she would have fit right into today's movie. Yes. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Jane Wyman, who was 90, actress and co-star of, uh, often co-starred with Ronald Reagan, but we forgive her. Uh, also, Alice Ghostly, who is Els Merelda on Bewitched. Absolutely wonderful. And, and known uh, she, for the uh, Christmas tree skirt on Designing Women. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. That was such a wonderful moment. That was so wonderful. Oh. I loved her. Um, she was 84 years old. Uh, Evil Knievel, 69, stunt performer. I grew up loving, loving him. And uh, also Michael Kidd, who was 92, and he was a choreographer. Okay, well, you know, um, tonight's film, how about you? It was an independent film. Now, it actually was only released originally in Ireland. And, of course, many years later, we have the privilege of being able to pick a copy up. Um, In 2007, the top films at the box office that year, of course, didn't include How About You. But we had a trio of sequels or at least a couple of them were sequels we had spider-man 3 and that had there was uh, the last of toby mcguire's films in the run with kirsten dunce that brought in 336 million the number runner up to that <laughs> runner up to that with the voices of mike myers and cameron diaz was shrek the third and that brought in 322 million and if i'm not mistaken isn't that the installment that stars um oh the voice of eddie on abfab oh I'm, oh I'm oh forgetting oh. Her well, name. i thought that was number two oh that maybe we're right. but 
I don't know. You know so much more about movies than I do. <laughs> and then the uh, third film at the top of the box office in 2007 was uh, a little thing that uh, had uh, former model Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf Transformers. That brought in $312 million that year. Hold, and, hold, on, um, hold on, hold on. I, I hate to interrupt you, but <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here. Uh-huh. Okay. Spider-Man 3... Three three mm-hmm. million dollars. Shrek the third, that's a three, also three hundred million dollars. And Transformers is the third movie we're talking about, also three hundred million dollars. Oh this is a conspiracy. I know, and it, you you know, it would only be um more ironic if it was Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, true. Um, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, well, it's no surprise or no secret that uh, films about Christmas, for some reason, are usually released during the holidays. Mm. Uh, you know, there's a couple of times a year they figure are the uh, the times that are best to catch people while they're visiting with family. And, you know, that's when summer school, summer break starts, summer vacation and winter vacation there because the family's getting together for maybe the holidays or and at least you want to do everything you can to avoid them. I understand. Yes. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, quite often the films that are released at Christmas are not holiday films and are blockbuster movies. Oh, yes. So, uh, we are going to go ahead and talk about tonight's film. I haven't seen you for what? A year? It looks like you could do with some help. I heard the staff are leaving here quicker than the residents. You'll have to stay and mind them. Me? Look after them. Well, bloody well get you sacked. I could be arrested for this. It's a tiny bit of grass and it's for Alice. Staff attacking residents. That's all Mr. Bloody Evans needs to hear. As you hear, might as well get me a martini. Out of tea, a little milk, no sugar. Get it yourself. Control yourself, Gert! Why should I? You bloody don't! You know, if you want to mess up your own life, that's fine. Just don't try and drag me down with you. Yeah, you don't need my help for that. You've checked out of life and you've checked into here. All of you! I felt like a ghost. The moment she was there, next minute she's gone. I was absolutely terrified that he would come back and he would take you away from me and I can't bear to be without you. I remember feeling like that once. Listen, Ellie, I don't think I'm going to get home for Christmas. I was thinking we should have Christmas dinner together. Look, we're all going to be here for Christmas and there's nothing we can do about it, so we might as well try and be a family. We may be a dysfunctional family, but we're still a family. Happy Christmas, the great ironies of life. It's all the wisdom you need to get through things you don't have till it's over. You look beautiful, my dear.
actually discuss the film. We're just going to tell you who made the magic. It's the, the Marionette Theater. We are a, a historic building. We were once a venue for days gone by, vaudeville, and uh, many a magician stepped through the store. And uh, the person that brought you, how about you? And uh, pardon me as I just jump through the notes here quick. Uh, did, did, where did I put it? Well, goodness me. Um, momentary pause where I find that part. Okay. Uh, we, the director of How About You is a, a man named Anthony Byrne. Now, Mr. Byrne has not done much film directing. Um, however, if you've been a listener of Matinee Minutia for a while, uh, you might recognize another one of his programs. Uh, he worked on a BBC uh, series called Ripper Street, which is a sort of a period piece that's set in the neighborhood that the Jack the Ripper murders took place in. It's at the, the police precinct there, and uh, it was sort of a turn-of-the-century police drama series, and it uh, you know discussed uh, how the science of forensics was changing in that time. So that was uh, Mr. Anthony Byrne, who brought us our film tonight. Now, Matthew, I was going to ask you, um, before your uh, recent viewing of How About You, is this a film that was on your radar? Had you seen no. it before? No. In fact, I was just discussing with my roommate earlier that had it not been for this, I probably would never have uh, have watched it. But I'm so glad I did. You know, I um I stumbled upon this movie quite in surprise. I uh, I had a visitor over a few years back, and basically they were looking for some free babysitting. Uh, my my sister had gone shopping, and uh, well, she wanted to leave the grandkids behind. <laughs> uh -huh. So of course, I did what any good uncle would do. I put on the boob tube, and uh, I I found a little something to watch now. Truth be told, it was actually their mother who stayed behind with them. So it's not like I was uh, contributing towards the delinquency of minors. And, um, you know, the jury's still out on that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I do dare say, though, that uh, I was captivated by this film just simply because, um, you know, Matt and I both share an interest in, in British entertainment. In fact, uh, a few years back... Uh, Matt and I collaborated on a show that we discussed a, a, a series that similar to some of the themes in tonight's film. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little more later, but uh, we, we have a, a whole cast of just UK gems. So um, Matt, if you would, could you uh, tell us a little bit about Mr. Joss Ackland who has top billing in this? Yes, which was a little surprising to me, but he is a Yukorn, uh, Yukorn. <laughs> <laughs> he is a UK born and raised uh, actor, um, and he worked in four films the same year as How About You. I mean, he was a very busy man, and uh, so for the prior year as well, um, the film prior to this was flawless. The one with Michael Caine and Demi Moore. Hmm. Yeah. Um, among his most notable roles were those 
in the South Africa as a South African villain in Lethal Weapon too. Really, mm-hmm. I didn't even recognize him. And then from 1962 to 64, he served as an associate director of the Mermaid Theater. Hmm. Subsequently, his stage acting career primarily was the London Commercial West End Theater, Ooh, where he made a name for himself in musicals, which I remember hearing quite a bit about. He was distinguished as Captain Hook in the musical version of Peter Pan and as Juan Perón in Avita, which oh. apparently he didn't star opposite Madonna, so I was c- completely wrong about that. Righty. So if you would be so kind, Matt, could you uh, peek over the balcony there into our chat room and uh, let us know who you see there tonight? Well, I see a tutor, uh, an aunt tutor, <laughs> and also a Billy Starsage. And that wonderful crone, who I always love when she she's in the chat room, and um, well, uh, Logan, Logan Nagol. I'm not I I am not familiar with Logan, but he is playing World of Warcraft apparently. So never mind. Uh, also, <laughs> also uh, we have that Tommy, Tommy Hash Browns. He is hanging out and uh, enjoying our banter. Okay, so we have a couple of regulars and a returning guest here. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Okay, so this is a a retirement community in the UK, and we have a a young woman who has uh, taken her sister up off are on an offer to uh, help her out during the holidays. And as you heard in the trailer there, Miss Ellie, not uh, from Dallas, but Ellie, she is uh, getting to know some of the residents at Wood Lane. And uh, we were just discussing some of the cast there. Josh, uh, Josh Ackland, and he plays Donald. And Donald is a... Uh, well, he a uh, magistrate or judge, I'm not sure which, but uh, he's in his retirement now, of course. And, um, well, there is a, a, a brief moment here that I'm about to share with you where Ellie and uh, one of the ladies there living at uh, Wood Lane uh, have uh, some thoughts about Donald. So here we are when a- uh, Ellie meets Alice. Hello. Hello. Shame about the weather. Yes, isn't it? I'd like to go down by the river. But they say I catch my death. (laughs) What's so funny? I'm dying anyway. Little trip to the river won't make the slightest difference. Never think he was once a judge of the high court, would you? Quite brilliant in his day, apparently. You don't look like someone who'd work in a place like this. You don't look like someone who'd stay in a place like this. I never thought I'd end up in one. I'm Alice. I'm Ellie. It's very nice to meet you. Well, Ellie, if you don't mind, I'd like to continue taking in the view. 
And that's just one of many heartwarming moments in this film that just captured my attention and made me want to sit through the whole thing because uh, every every little twist, every little turn in the story makes you wonder what's happening next. No, it's not a blockbuster. It's not an action film, but you know, it, it, it warms your heart and uh, it introduces you to a beautiful setting that uh, we eventually get into the Christmas season on here. So, um, you know, that was a very British scene that, that lovely ending when she said, I'd like to continue enjoying the view now. That's British for what we Americans would say. Could you piss off now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, it was. That was, a, that was a wonderful scene. It really was. It was just a, a perfect moment to, to say, I, I want to be alone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the star, the second billing somehow in this film uh, is Miss Haley Atwell. Now, Haley is uh, someone that others of you may recognize more recently she's had a turn at uh, marvel's uh, agent carter series and appeared in several of the avengers films now Haley atwell she was born and raised in the uk but her father is an american i do believe it's uh, from kansas city as she tells us and that uh, is scandalous Yes. Now, how about you? Was only her second theatrical release. Yeah, she's done work in television just prior, but this is her first major, or actually her second major movie. Her most notable role, as I was saying, was as Agent Carter or Peggy Carter, and she's appeared in seven productions as this character. Now. Most recently, she appeared alongside Ewan McGregor in a film that I thoroughly enjoyed, 2018's Christopher Robin, and it's the story of the boy in the Hundred Acre Wood. He's all grown up now, and uh, he's put the childish things behind him, but his daughter is about to be introduced to this world. And uh, Haley Atwell played the wife in this. So, uh, Matt, if you'll be so kind if you could let us know a little bit more about the next member of our cast Brenda Fricker now she most notably had roles which included uh, the mother to Mike Myers character in So I Married an Axeburger if you can remember that uh, she was the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2 what a credit to her <laughs> oh, that was a night. And, oh, she got a lot of work back then. And also uh, in Mrs. Brown, she was Mrs. Brown in My Left Foot. But in this movie, she plays the sister to uh, the uh, torturer of Harry Potter in uh, one of the... Oh, wait, no, I'm crossing the movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, actually, um, you bring up a good point, Matt, because how about you came out the same year as Miss Imelda Staunton's appearance in the Harry Potter series? Mm. Wow. So, now, have you ever seen My Left Foot? I understand that it was a, a critically acclaimed film at its time. Yes, yes. It was absolutely a wonderful film, and he deserved every accolade that he got for that role. 
maybe hmm. not some of the ones for after mm. for other roles, but for this he he was he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, however, I don't remember Mrs. Brown in it. It's been a very long time since I've seen it. I'm curious to catch it now, knowing that Brenda Fricker is in it. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm i not ashamed to admit this is the first film that I had seen her in where I knew that that was her name. Of course, I had seen, you know, So I Married an Axe Murderer uh, mm-hmm. years before. Of course, in those days, I, I didn't catch things during their first run. So I probably rented it at Blockbuster. <laughs> Same. Absolutely. Uh, so we are at the point in the show where we're about uh, halfway through here. We're going to trot on over here to the snack bar where we have some candy canes for you to enjoy and uh, some other delectable holiday treats. We're going to take a couple of minutes, two or three, and uh, you'll get to hear an interview with Haley Atwell on the Jimmy Kimmel show and this is in 2018. You look fantastic. Oh, it's a very nice dress me. you have thank on. You. Did you meet Kim Kardashian? No, not yet. I've been watching her. Oh, I you have. I have to say she's um she's brought curves into the mainstream, which I applaud her for. She yes, um, she certainly yeah. has. Yes. You know, she's uh, She's a, one of the most famous women in the world. It's she amazing. is indeed. Is yeah. that how it goes in England? I know, you, I know reality shows are very popular over there too, right? Yeah, they are. It's a different kind of breed of person and entertainment. Like the, the, I see them as like so different from what I do as an actor that they I get so starstruck. So there's a show in oh, England. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, like it, there's a show called Gogglebox. I don't know if you've heard about this. I have not. It What's it called? Goggle box. Goggle box. And it's okay. quite metaphysical in the sense that you're just watching people watch people on TV. And they're like normal people. It's like an accountant and a teacher who's sitting there watching and commenting people on TV. And it sounds crazy, but I, I it's like my crack. I'm really? addicted to it. This is on like mainstream television? Yeah, it's on. And it's on weekly. And I remember seeing Mary from Wiltshire uh, walking down the street with shopping bags one day and going... Oh God, it's Mary! I can't. I can't. Oh, look she's at a regular like, on the show. She's a regular, but to me, she's this a star because <laughs> it's a different world. Did you speak to her? No, I was too shy. Oh, and so I what? Like, don't be weird. Don't be weird. Just let her do her shopping. Leave her alone. Give her privacy. Give her space. Wow, <laughs> that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think that's probably the same around here. Yeah. Do you watch our shows? Do you watch like The Bachelor or anything like no, that? No, I don't. I don't have a TV. At all? No. Well, how do you watch any of this stuff? Uh, online. But you got to get a goggle box, you know? I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you live now? You live over there? Yes, yeah, so I live in the UK. You yeah, live in the UK. Uh, yeah, but my, I'm half American, half English. So my dad uh, is from Kansas City. Um, my aunt is actually backstage at the moment, Aunt Randy. Hi, Aunt Randy. Do you have an Aunt Randy? Aunt Randy, she's backstage. Randy? Yeah. Her name's Miranda. Randy? Miranda. Oh, Miranda. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, Randy's a, kind of an odd name for a, yeah, for a lady. She's a special lady. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and she accompanies you uh, wherever you go or she just on this trip? Stay, I do remember, actually, it was so lovely. The, the first um, kind of premiere that I did about 12 years ago, and she wore this beautiful top and it had like sparkles, had glitter on it. And um, what was happening is that the glitter was rubbing off on 
people. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit of like a Hansel and Gretel effect that if I was lost my auntie, I would just follow the trail. (laughs) And I think at one point I saw like Colin Farrell had it around his nose and his face. And like someone had it it almost look like dandruff where she'd hugged them. It was very, (laughs) it was really cute. She's like a magic hair Randy. Yes. (laughs) This this movie, tell me about this because I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but it's... And we are back. An interview. Yes. So, uh, continuing the discussion in the cast here, we had uh, Joss Acklin, Haley Atwell, Brenda Fricker. And, you know, we don't normally have time to discuss, uh, you know, everybody because, uh, you know, they usually have uh, just so much of the spotlight we can split up. But I'm really surprised that uh, some of the cast didn't get. Uh, you know, uh, as they say, um, earlier billing on the the marquee there because uh, we have the grand dame of this film, and uh, her character's name is Georgia. Now, Matt, uh, do you do you remember how we were introduced to Georgia in How About You? Mm, no. Well, there's a scene in the film shortly after um, Ellie has uh, decided to help her sister out. You know, the uh, the residents are, uh, well, they've been sort of called out because this film is about a group of sourpusses that make it difficult to run this retirement village. And um, when the the new recruits, let's just say, are, are taking a tour uh, they try to plan for those sourpusses to be off the property. <laughs> and, uh, well, Georgia, she's uh, she's a, a starlet in her twilight, and uh, she's looking for one of her earrings that's gone missing. Was and that the first scene? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, do you, yes. do you recall the conversation that she had with the uh, the member of the staff? Well, yes, accusing her of being an illegal immigrant and <laughs> and stealing her jewelry, and she can't go out with just one earring. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Yeah, so that uh, that kind of puts that into the mindset here. You know, we have this in in uh, Northern Ireland, it's part of the UK. But, of course, at that time, I, I would say probably the UK has become part of the European Union. So the uh, the lady that's uh, helping out there at the, the retirement community there, she uh, very plainly puts it to Georgia that she's Spanish and that she's a European citizen, that she does not need papers to be there. <laughs> so she, Georgia, she's just living in another time and place because... Uh, you know, apparently she's not paying attention to the uh, the everyday affairs of the world. But uh, so Georgia is um, played by Miss Vanessa Redgrave. And, uh, you know, I have made a list of the cast and I really need to go out and see other things they've done. Because prior to How About You, I had only seen Vanessa Redgrave in... Um, a series of roles she had on a, a uh, FX series called Nip Tuck. And oh. uh, she, she played a, a doctor on that. And I, I, I liken her to, um, Oh, I'm trying to think of her name. The, uh, the lady who um, studied the, the apes in Africa that Sigourney Weaver played her in the, um, the film that was yes. done about her life. Is that Jane, not Jane Goodall. 
Is it? Yes, I think so. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, Vanessa Redgrave sort of reminds me of Jane Goodall, who, of course, is not an actress, but uh, just as fabulous. But, uh, yes, Georgia. And uh, I'll, I'll eventually get her around back to the uh, cast here. <laughs> Vanessa <laughs> Redgrave as Georgia. And, uh, you know, she uh, she's living there under her real name. And when Haley, uh, or sorry, uh, Ellie, played by Haley, Atwell goes to uh, check on her. She sees uh, her treasure trove of autographs and pictures on the wall, and she she learns that she's taking care of a star. Yes. Oh, well. Uh, I remember her from the old from <clears throat> the older days. Mm -hmm. and, uh, she did so many guest parts and and odd odds and ends and films and things. She just, you, everywhere you went for a while, there she was, especially in the eighties. Yeah. And, um, some of the history that I read about Vanessa Redgrave was that, uh, she is a friend of, uh, human rights advocate, Jane Fonda. Hmm. And uh, apparently in the seventies, they did a documentary about the middle East that, lost Vanessa Redgrave some popularity points with some folks. Um, let's just say that uh, basically they uh, they argued for a um, a uh, a Palestine government at that time at least. Hmm. So but uh, anyways, uh, how about you? And uh, it's the holidays, Matt, and yes. uh, it's a certainly a feel good movie. Tell me, if you would, uh, what do you think are some of the moments that folks shouldn't miss if they're watching How About You for the first time? Well, I have several, so strap on the seatbelt. Here we go. Okay. Uh, my, my favorites are when Amelda Stanton's character um, finds out that her sister, Hazel, has been having all the mail come to her and she finally finds that one letter, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but <laughs> there is a very important moment when she finds that her sister has been keeping a huge secret from her that would change her life, and she confronts her. That is, it is a very powerful moment, especially since Amelda Stanton's character is kept at kind of a low key. She's like, she just, she, she fills up the, the scene whenever she's in it and she almost takes it over and yet she barely says a word until later in the film and also when Alice and Ellie those scenes are wonderful especially down by the the river mm -hmm. just beautiful scenes and another another character that that isn't spoken about in this is the cinematography and there are some beautiful shots of Ellie on the bridge Sometimes she's with someone else, sometimes she isn't, the snow starts down, but it just speaks volumes, and, and it's just so beautiful. The setting for this entire film is so beautiful. So, yeah. Oh, Hello. and there's one other little scene where one of the staff members, who's kind of a not-nice person, <laughs> is eating some cookies. <laughs> And all, all you just see is that walked past and her eating the cookies and acting a little silly. And I laughed very hard at that. 
<laughs> yes, that's that's in a scene where they're they're getting ready to settle things for the holidays. In fact, uh, well, the Christmas holiday was coming up, and uh, for those of you who maybe haven't seen the film just yet, uh, there's a moment in the film where uh, the uh, the reality of being the sourpuss is just kind of put out there on the spotlight there because you know we we have to make. Uh, special preparations for these troublemakers just as i said earlier they try to make sure they're off the property when uh, they're giving tours to possibly new residents and uh, well when it comes time for christmas people go home people don't have loved ones at least that want them at home and uh, some of the uh, sour pusses who are left uh, they don't have anywhere else to go because they've been banned. <laughs> but yes, um, as I played for you already, one of my favorite moments in the film was when Ellie, the lead character, meets the one of the oldest residents at uh, Wood Lane, a uh, wonderful lady named Alice, and she just transports you. And, uh, you know, um, Ellie gets to see her room, and one of the things that's there is an old picture of her and her late husband from when they were young. And uh, when we had our watch party of this, and, uh, you know, if you're listening to the podcast version of this show, uh, one of the perks of being a listener of Matinee Minutia is our Facebook group. And uh, from time to time, we have special announcements in there. In fact, uh, one of those things is a uh, occasion where we get together to watch the upcoming film for the next episode. And sometimes we just watch something that we've been meaning to catch. And that's a watch party. So we just had a watch party where we watched how about you and uh, as i was saying to my co-host uh, the moments in this film with the the young lady and uh, coming to terms with her reality because you know she goes through a uh, a breakup in her relationship and she is finds herself with these seniors in the retirement village there you know where she thinks okay, you know, I'm on hard times right now, but these people, they've really got it hard. I mean, they, um, they have loved ones who've maybe abandoned him, them, or they don't have anyone to take care of them anymore. And this is where they are. So when Ellie visits with Alice, uh, are some of my favorite moments. And, uh, I'm going to treat you with a, another moment with some words of wisdom from sweet Alice. Ellie, just because you split up with your boyfriend doesn't mean you can't go. Don't be one of those women who thinks they can only do things if they have a man at their side. What does your sister say? I didn't tell her. She'd just say, I told you so. Oh, Ellie, you need to pay more attention to what people do, not to what they say or how they seem. It's what they do that tells you about them. She gave you a job, didn't she? And a place to live. <sighs> Maybe I should have thought of this earlier. 
Or maybe it's just as well. You only see things properly when you're about to leave. Then it's as if you're seeing for the first time. Everything seems to shine. So being the youngest in my family, I uh, I learned a lesson early on that I, I needed to, uh, you know, let those boundaries of generations just go by the wayside. And uh, for a long, long time, I felt like I was sort of an old soul because I always had to compete with those older than me. And I really enjoy films like How About You because when I was growing up, at one point, I was the last living at home. My siblings had all graduated school and had gone off to make their own lives. And my best friend at that time was the sweet old lady that lived across the street from me. Now, she was confined to a wheelchair and her daughter took care of her and they had both been nurses. And of course, knowing what I do now, if I had uh, the wherewithal back then, I would have paid more attention to the stories that she had to tell. Because as you see with characters like Alice, you know, um, it's just a treasure to see the pictures of when they were younger. Because as we get older, our bodies betray us. And to see the pictures of when somebody was young, you're seeing the person who is on the inside, not, mm-hmm. not um, you know, what, what you think is there. But uh, definitely some of the best moments in How About You. And as you heard, Alice was giving her, uh, her, her words of wisdom to Ellie, who was uh, between chapters in her life there. So, uh, well. Yeah, was that's it... why I just don't like old people. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Not true at all. Oh. That, that was that the scene that you chose was an absolutely wonderful part of that film. Yeah, it was um, the, the most uh, happy accident I think of seeing this film because as you start watching it, you just assume that this is a young person who has better things to do with their time. You know, they're they're helping out their sister and they're just going to stick around to get the paycheck, but. Right. Uh, you know, um, she spends a little bit more time with the folks and gets to know them. And she realizes that they've got some wisdom in life to share with them. And without giving any spoilers, really, um, it, it, it's very heartwarming to see the progression in this film. Because as you were saying, there there's a, a moment between the sisters where uh, it's discovered that one has been holding back their mail. And that drives a wedge between them and they have to learn to overcome that. But then there's a moment uh, where they're getting ready for the Christmas holiday. Now, uh, Matt, do you remember what happened when they all just expect that everything's going to be normal on the holiday and they, they come to the dining room and what's happened? When they all slowly decide that they're going to sit together. 
Is that what you're referring to? Yes, it moves into yeah. that, but they 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 have that sort of rude awakening oh. that uh, you know they have been left alone there. Yes, and suddenly the the uh, not necessarily tight lipped Ellie is having to face the sourpusses <laughs> all on her road and <laughs> just lets them have it. It was a wonderful scene. Absolutely wonderfully done scene. And the thing that I liked about it too was um, sometimes scenes like that tend to be overwritten. And this said just enough that needed to be said to get mm. through. And it worked. It was wonderful. And, uh, you know, the the, uh, the throwing of plates probably didn't hurt uh, much anyway. <laughs> That was brilliant. I love that. And, and, I wanted know, to throw some plates as well. Right. It, it's <laughs> just interesting because all of the characters in this go through a journey. And um, Ellie, you know, she's just there to help out her sister. But she doesn't seem to think much of her sister in the beginning of the story. And by the time we come up to the Christmas holiday there, she's realizing that this is her sister's business. And if these people don't all get along, you know, she's, um, you know, she's going to be in the poorhouse, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, without giving, uh, you know, the, the last page of the great mystery here, it was very heartening to see that journey, especially since it brought some of those characters together. And um, I was going to say the other moment that I found to be my favorite in this film was when Ellie goes to retrieve George and she's been missing for a little bit in the film Mm -hmm. and of course you wonder where someone could wander off to especially if they need to be on medication and you're responsible for them and well Georgia she's a starlet in her twilight and she's snuck off to the pub Mm -hmm. and uh, of course Ellie decides that she needs to go get her, but she's very respectful about it. Do you, do you remember how Ellie decides to retrieve Georgia from the pub? Uh, she even called her by her her professional name, and she wore her little hat so she could pretend to be the driver picking her up. I thought that was that was absolutely wonderful. Both the pub scenes were wonderful. The yeah, other, the other scene where they all had a little something to drink and kind of got to know each other that, that was absolutely fun i think that was another one of my favorite scenes oh yes and uh you know the the character played by imelda staunton as you were saying she was sort of a, a shrinking violet because her sister is so overbearing and um mm-hmm. you know i i i feel like um ellie may have had a hand in this scene because um imelda staunton's character is very quietly and privately an artist who didn't get an opportunity to embrace her talents her her father didn't approve when she was a young woman and here ellie has had her art put on display at the pub while they're sitting down you could look up on the wall and see it very very talented and there's a little secret in there too but we're not going to give it away Oh, you'll have to pass. So uh, we have arrived at that point when we are going to tell you uh, what else you might enjoy if you liked How About You. I'll go ahead and uh, take the, the first leap of faith here. 
So uh, this, of course, is a, a holiday comedy drama. But um, since it was my pick and it's one of my more recent favorite films that I added to my till, I'm going to go ahead and tell you um, something else you might like here. And it's actually something that Matt and I have discussed together before. I think if you liked How About You, you might enjoy the British series Waiting for God. And it involves life at a retirement village. And it's a, um, a lady journalist who's seen action in the, the Middle East and uh, was a photojournalist, actually. Yes, and, yes she was. And uh, stars Stephanie Cole, who in more recent years was on the series Doc Martin, and uh, yes. she played the main character's mother. And uh, another show that I would recommend, if you enjoy... How About You is a film from 1980. Now, uh, I just sent Hubby Billy on a a, uh, a homework assignment to find this because uh, it's a rare one. In fact, it uh, came out in 1980. It stars a young Diane Lane. If you're a fan of John Hughes films, you know her as the uh, older sister in Say Anything. And uh, also has Miss Michael Learned, who is the mom from the Waltons. This is a beautiful film called Touched by Love. And it's a story about a young girl uh, with some disabilities. And she's living in a group home. And uh, one of the things that she does is she writes to Elvis Presley. Now, this, this story takes place a, a number of years earlier. It's meant to be set in the 60s, and it's based on a true story. So I would also recommend Touched by Love. That sounds good. I'm going to have to give that a try. Yeah. And uh, do you have anything that you would suggest to someone that uh, might be looking for a little bit of British entertainment or maybe just a holiday film? Hmm. Well, I'm going to go a little cliche for a moment. Okay. And actually, your pointer is right on what I was going to say. Love (laughs) Actually. There's a series of films. and In fact, if you look at the covers, uh, cover of this uh, DVD. It is the same setup as a series of films that are usually kind of holiday-esque. And one of those was Love Actually. And um, I really felt like this could have been kind of uh, almost a, a sister movie. Like in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's that actually is on my uh, list of films to catch because I know... Oh, Alan Rickman. Yes, Alan Rickman. And of um, course, uh, we lost him before his time, unfortunately. Far before, yes. And uh, I, I'd give an honorable mention to an Alan Rickman film that you may not have seen, Matt. Oh, uh, okay. It was an independent film that was done possibly in 2006, and it starred Sigourney Weaver and oh. also had Alan Rickman... But it also had uh, Carrie Ann Moss, who was very well known for being the love interest in the Matrix films with Keanu Reeves. Okay. This is a film called Snow Cake. And, uh, no, very, I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, it's a delightful film. Now, it is sad in that there is a, um, an accidental death early in the film. 
So the majority of the film is learning how the mother copes with this. But the more beautiful part of it is that Sigourney Weaver plays a very different role in this film. She plays an adult woman with autism. And Alan Rickman's character has the misfortune of having to explain the tragic accident that claimed her daughter's life. And, Hmm. of course, from thereafter... The two become friends through the journey of the film, but it's just a very beautiful film because it helps to put you in the mindset of what it's like to think of the the world as an, a person with autism. Mm-hmm. But yes, that was Snowcake from uh, the the early aughts, the new aughts, anyway. <laughs> I will throw one other out there, and it is uh, it is also a little it's. It's very, um, but I'll say mainstream, especially for for British television. But Vicar of Dibley, if if you enjoyed this film, I think that you would definitely enjoy that series. And, you know, Vic, yeah. Vicar of Dibley doesn't that have Don French? It does. It has the wonderful Don French in it, and it is a front a uh, 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 French and Saunders backed production. And um, she basically is a female vicar back in the time when female vicars were not very popular. And she deals, uh, she gets sent to a little village in the middle of nowhere and deals with a cast of crazies, many of whom are older, which fits into the theme of our show. Okay. Well, uh, let me catch up with um, (laughs) the state of things here. All righty. So... Yes, uh, how about you? It was not a, uh, a, a wide uh, box office smash. But, uh, you know, if uh, you are so inclined to catch this, it's uh, it's available on several services. And it call- also, uh, during this thing we call the pandemic, uh, there are quite a few uh, films out there that can be had on the cheap if you're not opposed to getting used. So uh, oh. look into that. Uh, it may have been how I got my copy. Hmm. But uh, you so were the, used, uh, and that's how you got your copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what troubled me most is the fact that uh, it still had the sticker on it, and it was supposedly once part of a public library's collection. But you know, that's up for debate on whether or not it w- parted company legally. <laughs> That's true, but at least you know if it was part of a library, probably nobody watched it, so you basically got a new disc. True, that's <laughs> true. So, uh, you know, as we all hunker down and uh, try to get through this last month of a miserable year, um, maybe take a jaunt through some of the uh, most successful holiday films of the last couple of decades here the top five holiday films at the box office now would you be surprised at all to know what the number one in the top of the box office was mr matt i was very surprised actually you know some of these films are ones that i caught when uh, i was a young uncle and i just can't watch them anymore um (laughs) home alone now that is a film mm-hmm. to talk about with your psychiatrist because 
it's very violent and it teaches children <laughs> to do things that might bring them up on arson charges. Um, but they have to get taken away from their forgetful parents that yes. fly off to Europe and just forget <laughs> one of their children. I saw a meme recently that said basically, you know, you're old if you watch Home Alone and you wonder how much their mortgage was for that house. Yes, I saw that, and it's true. <laughs> how could they afford that? He must have been a millionaire. Oh, so 1990 Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, 459 million. Uh, uh, Matt, to you want to take a guess at the second film in the top five? There, I shudder to guess. <laughs> well, it had it was actually more recent, and uh, I can say that hubby and I watched this. It's animated, has the voice of Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Jim Broadbent, who I'm very excited to know was in the cast. Uh, he's another uh, favorite UK actor. And um, he was in the really wonderful film called Little Voice with Brenda Blythe and, and um, Jane Horrocks. Uh, but uh, Dr. Seuss the Grinch that came out in 2018 and uh, very recent to be in the top of the box office for the holidays. It brought in $436 million. And uh, the Ugh. third... I, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I adore Benedict Cumberbund, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, what's, what's the third? Third film? Well, it was a sequel, and uh, it, it had the kid arsonist in it. <laughs> uh, some might say a, a friend of uh, the King of Pop, uh, 1992's Home Alone 2, of course, with Macaulay, who uh, wow. reprised his role recently in a Super Bowl commercial for, I think, a home security system. Uh, that brought in $337 million. Now, uh, here we go into number four, and it was another Dr. Seuss tale, but this oh. is the first version. This is somewhat live action. It, it's not bad, but I like the newer animated film. This had Jim Carrey in it, How the Grinch Stole Christmas in oh, 2000. I loved everything about that film except Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, brought in 222 million wow. and uh the fifth film honorable mention because matt you actually just brought it up mm. that beautiful film with hugh grant that's on my watch list what was it called again um, actually i think it was love actually yes from 2003 and it's starred wonderful film starred mr hugh grant and all the handsome leading British men in, in America, all in that film. All right, hey. I guess they weren't in America. But anyway, the point is, they were all wonderful romantic leading men. <laughs> well, Matt, uh, it yes. was certainly a fun time here at the Marionette theater tonight i want to thank you for joining us definitely thank you for having me and for you know anyone living under a rug maybe or uh, maybe just so much of a shut-in that this year has claimed their sanity uh where can the fine folks uh listening to us find your other work well uh you can find me over at chubsgonewild.com and I do have a second podcast. It's uh, called the <clears throat> BigGaySexShow.com. 
And you can find me at either one of those. And, of course, just go over to univazpods.net. And uh, there we are. No links necessary. And, uh, you know, if you want to find something for that special someone, or maybe you've just been at home for so long that you just want something to good to read, where can we find some of your writings, Mr. Matt? Oh, Oh, I know this one. Um, JustKissTheGuy.com Excellent. Alrighty. So, folks, uh, this is our winter adieu. Uh, We've got the holidays just upon our doorstep here, so we're going to take a little bit of a break, but we'll be coming back to you in the new year with a special episode and uh, Hopefully, Mr. Toppy Smelly will have uh, found his car keys by then. (laughs) So, from uh, myself and uh, Mr. Toppy Smelly and all of our fine folks here at the Univaz family of podcasts, we want to wish you a safe and warm and happy holiday season. And, uh, you know, please be sure to wear a mask. And, uh, you know, if your loved ones aren't somebody who shares the same roof with you, maybe just give them a call instead. Or, you know, we are in the 21st century here now, folks. We have cameras in these little things that fit in our pocket. Oh, my goodness. I think I'm seeing the future. And send them a fruitcake. I don't think I'll fit in a box. A DJ fruitcake. I like that idea. I must do this. <laughs> so we're going to uh, say goodbye with the little jingle of the candy man. Because, you know, the holidays are all about treats. And, um, well, we actually um, were junk food junkies. And that's one of our favorite things are the the fruitcakes. And, and not the, the big fancy kind that everybody, you know, pretends they're grateful for and throws them out. No. We like the ones that are all sliced up and are in a wrapper, um, you know, in with your other snack cakes. (laughs) The reason that they don't say Merry Christmas goes back to a a radio address that um, Liz's dad, the the reigning king at the time, made. So, of course, didn't want to sound American. You didn't say Merry Christmas. What do the Brits say, Matt? They say Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, folks. Thank you for listening to Matinee Minutia. Our show streams live the first and third Friday of each month. Go to univazpods.net, click the tower for audio, enter Discord for chat. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Tweet us on Twitter at Matinee Minutia. Join our Facebook group. Visit our webpage at matineeminutia.com. Have an idea for a future show? Or just want to message us? Email us at matinemanusha at gmail.com. Oliver. This has been an Alibug production. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. 
We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Okay, I am taking us off the stream, and I'm going to go ahead and end the broadcast so 